Once again, it is on. Welcome to The Pickup. I am Matty G, one of your two hosts, and coming up right after our introduction is my good friend, Matty Malley. We're going to break it down. Tournament week. What an amazing day. Can I just say, fuck, we love the NBA. And this is why the in-season tournament in full swing, we are making our way through. We're going to teach you all about the streams, long-term value on pickups as well. We're going to we're going to give you some buy lows. We're going to give you some sell highs. We're going to give you some updates. And we're going to have a darn good time right up after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Uh, Maddie, I promised a darn good time. Are we going to give them one? I'll have a good time with you. That's one of my favorite things to do is have a good time. I've been told we're not allowed to do things like ASMR again. It's just there's, there's apparently certain things that the fantasy punter wants, and that's like, who do I pick up? Shut your mouth. Don't talk dirty to me on the microphone and tell me who were the best people for my next games and tell me what's happening with injuries. Tell me who to buy high. Oh, sorry, sell high. Tell me who to buy low. But we can't talk dirty. Mm-mm-mm. How are you, naughty fantasy boy? I'm great, mate. I was just thinking then my my tags live my fantasy and this show is called The Pickup. It sounds like yep. a Sounds like a dating advice thing, which we can give to. I mean, I probably don't look, have anything if you, much to say in that department. But I'm very good. I used to be like 140 kilos back in the day. I was so fat that when you would look at the the scales and there'd be a zero and they'd go around until 120, there was this very small gap between 120 and zero again. So I, I really enjoyed the days where I was jumping on and I was weighing like 24 kilos and looking like I ate about four people. So that's that was me at peak Big Matty G. So I was very good at the dating advice because I wasn't getting much, to be fair, back in the day. Yeah. And you're going to tell the audience that you owe the weight loss to fantasy basketball? Yes. Uh, miracles do apply. If you play enough fantasy basketball, you can now look like this, which is not 140 kilos, which is about, which is about the lifespan of it. Mate, it's been, can I just say, God, I love basketball. And this is one of the things why I was I was high on the potential of what could happen with the in-season tournament. I was just pleasantly blown away today by the excellence of, of games. Well, the first game more than anything else. Like that fourth quarter, Buddy Heald let up. I, let's, I guess we should play the thing. We have fancy things. Let's let's do the, the rewind. Try one in. Look, my bracket got destroyed in this, and I tossed it up with Matty O'Brien last night. I thought the Celts I, – I was dubious of the Celts getting there without KP. I just thought they might pull it out. Wasn't wrong on the performance Tatum had. By the way, with the Yahoo thing, I didn't get to chance, transfer him on time, and he was left on the bench in one of my leagues today. That broke my bloody heart. Oh, oh mate. That, no, mate, that broke my heart. The, uh, the Yahoo app was down today. It has been restored. It's all been – not the app, the desktop, but I was on my desktop because I was away from my mobile. Anyway, long story short, the Celts get the, the, Celts get the L, but the paces, the good love story continues, mate. You love to see it. Yeah, you do. And – they just look so hungry as well. And I guess we all had questions at the start of this season. How much buy-in would they go, uh, like have for this in-season tournament? Was it a bit gimmicky? You know, were they just trying to, you know, with the with the failing nature of All-Star Weekend, were they like, damn, we've got to throw something else in to keep uh, our viewership high? But I don't know. I think it kind of spoke for itself today, as you said, especially in that first game. They just went for it, and it was fun. 
They did, and and they and they really went for it. And look, great games on both sides of the fence. To be fair, like it was a back and forth affair. Boston up up the half up the half time. The third quarter run by Indiana just really locked that in. But the fourth quarter run just by Buddy Healed. I was on a multi today. I got a parlay, and I put this in the chat just so I wasn't full of it. And I thought I sent it out to a couple of blokes this morning. I'm like, this is it. I had Tatum for 25 points, two made threes. Tyrese, two made threes, 25 points. Derek White over 11 and a half. Miles Turner over 15. And they all hit. I hit a 10. I had a 10 leg parlay on the first game of the day because that's how invested in this Pacers and Celtics one I was. I actually took off the Celtics winning just to roll in the points there uh, for Derek White. And they didn't disappoint. Can we just say, we'll glean away for pickups for Thursday and, and how that's going to shape out for you later on. Um, great for them. But again, lost out on my first pick of my bracket. But I did ask the question. Who was going to stop in the second game of the day? Who was going to stop Zion Williamson? Um, apparently himself. So we'll have an update on that one. But the guy who really stepped up was Herbie Jones. I had him in a league. I'm very happy to have rolled out Herb Jones today. But Brandon Ingram, a 30-point. Mate, decent game, though. Decent game. And, um, and good to see Trey Murphy's minutes go up from 22, which was to be expected in his first game back into the 30s already. I, with a full strength team, it was a concern of mine that he probably wouldn't get as much of a run, especially if he's coming off the bench. And then I thought, oh, well, um, Jones will start falling to pieces and then, you know, they'll just do that substitute. But they didn't need yeah. to. It was just a perfect balance today. And um, and Herb played well and Trey played well. So maybe they're just going to be a good, strong team. And, yeah, and they I, look great. And I, they looked great. I think the thing we can take away, though, is Dyson Daniels has lost his impact. I, I think that's what we can really glean from yeah. this. It was like uh, like just six six minutes for Dyson today, and we were all looking for him for those peripheral stats. Now, look, in six minutes, two steals, like those per 36 numbers per minutes for that is ridiculous. Like, But you don't expect a guy to walk out there for six minutes and get two steals. Like That's very favorable. Guys go out there and play 40 minutes of a basketball game and get fat zero. He goes out there in six minutes and gets two. That's great. But obviously, six minutes is disappointing when you rolled him into your lineup for this one. Uh, Sacramento Kings, it was good. Like Obviously, Malik Monk, 21 points there today in his 32 minutes off the bench. Keegan Murray, uh, this, is a, this is a guy who we've found around a lot of waiver wires and Kevin Herter on wires lately. Look, those were decent percentages for both of them today. But look, Sabonis had an absolute blinder. De'Aaron Fox ended up with 30 points. But one from seven from three did not help their cause any. Yeah. And did you see that um, play with Sabonis where oh. he he was like trying to appeal to the umpire and he just stood there and Valanciunas is like did a little skyhook over the top of him. That was um yeah I don't know I've, they replayed that a few times on the broadcast and I I still don't know what he was doing and then he started clutching his hand because he was like I better come up with something. Yep. Anyway. Yep. It just it didn't look good for him today and this is a guy who like to be honest. Love De'Aaron Fox, very high on on De'Aaron Fox, but mate, that just was not very good for them. We've got um, I was very curious today though with the Pelicans minutes there because when it broke down today, the, the Pelican like only twenty eight minutes for for Zion, a, a little bit alarming, or is that yeah. just do you think it was clicking? And was he in foul trouble or anything? I didn't. Uh, I didn't pay enough attention to that game. Was he in any sort of foul trouble? Like, 
Can we, uh, no. you know, align no. it with no. anything? He wasn't. He had up three. It was 28 minutes. Like he, he was five from eight, zero from two. It's great. Ten points. I literally, in my, in my tweet when I put it out there, like, who stops this guy? Like, who, who stops the guy? The guy has been an absolute beast. Like, he just, I think he can any one of those blokes for breakfast, much like 140 kilo, Matty, in Sacramento. So I was looking for a really big game from him. It didn't step up. But this is the great thing about the New Orleans Pelicans. This is the team. And we said it in the preseason, Mal. We said this could be the season. One of my biggest burning questions, do the Pelicans have the season that we wanted them to have last year when they were like the number one team in the West, they were vibing. I think the answer now is starting to look like it, it very it very well could be. Yeah, they look great. And, you know, with um, Zion coming out only a matter of weeks ago and saying, oh, I'm trying to like, I, I'm trying to like buy into this. And I was like, oh, I swallowed hard. And I thought, uh-oh, like what's going on here? But now besides today. Yeah, I traded know, him. I tra- I traded yeah. him. I, I traded him around that week, and I traded him in a, yeah. and then trade with Jaron Jackson Jr. and a couple other blokes. I like the trade. It was a, it was a good trade. I feel like I won the whole package of it. But I look at Zion and I'm like, just how he's playing lately is someone who you just want on your squad. He's playing just his best consistent basketball in all the years we've known. Yeah. Him. And this yeah. was one of the things. I yeah, he looks good. He looks matured, and and all he needed to do to find that was maturity was um, shag a porn star. So, you know. Do you think that that's the cool. secret for all of us? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm visiting Queen. I'm, I'm visiting Queensland in a week or two. We're we're catching up in a couple of weeks. Are we going to Love and Rockets to find out? No, we're not. We're not going to go to Love and Rockets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm Shout sorry. out. No, I was going to say nobody's listening to that part of the podcast, but yeah, everyone is now. There. Everyone's just the algorithm has just picked up porn star and everyone's only going to get this like yeah, 10 yeah. second snippet of our show right now. Like, oh, Love and Rockets, Fortitude Valley, Brisbane, tick going yeah, there. We're whoring out inside fantasy sports, but that's okay. You know, I'm going to wear the, I'm going to wear the new insight, going to wear the new insight shirt there just so everyone can say, oh, are you, no, no, oh, say, no Love and Rockets. That's nice. That's beautiful. That's a nice shirt. Thank you. I designed that. I put this together. I'll get you one. I'll, I'll, I'll send it for yeah, Christmas. I'll wear one of those. I'll, Thanks, man. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up, man. I was just playing around. So I guess what we can do is have a bit of a – talking about the handle and the mustache. Let's have a bit of a preview of what's going on tomorrow and see where we can glean some value for you for your fantasy week. Because let's be honest, Melly, this is an absolute shit show. In all of my years of fantasy, I haven't seen anything like this. It's amazing. The vibe is amazing for basketball. But right now you've got a grin and bear, possibly taking an L this week, or you're streaming like crazy. Like you were streaming like crazy. I've already seen the wire active, like just going bonkers, basically. People wanting to make the yeah. last minute ads. And so let's preview and, it and see who we should take. Yeah, go for it. He's heating up. Now you had to say something, mate. Talk us through. Like, what are you thinking for the week? Yeah, yeah I was just thinking, like, once this in season tournament's over and things will return probably uh, closer to normality. So, can I just say, know, do you do you have to say whenever you say the word normality? Do you think to yourself you should be saying normality? <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm a dad. I'm I'm using enough puns in the day. Um, but yeah, like I think you know things will go back to um, we'll have a steady NBA fantasy diet each day. There's been these weeks leading up to the um, the in season tournament where. There's been like four focused in-season tournament um, games, 
and then you've had these really heavy like 11 11 game days so things will calm down the only other thing like i mean this is a bit of a silver lining for this week of games is that with every team playing two games minus the playoff game which isn't going to count uh sorry not the playoff game the final game which isn't going to count it's really good for people like me who like to crunch numbers because it's about as close as you're going to get to being able to do a, a like a, an apples apples to apple comparison. So yeah. in other weeks where I line my team up against your team or I line my team up against how things are playing out in the league, it's very difficult if my best player in Embiid has played two games and your best player in Doncic has played four games it's really hard to look at the end of that week and go, man, my team is not up to scratch. When real in reality, you've got an extra 40 points, you've earned an extra 30 um, assists just off having the favourable matchup. And I know that there's still the, um, you know, the the skew whiffiness. I'm going to use that word. Of skew whiffiness is a know. real word. I, it's a hundred percent a vibe. It's a it's a word. Yeah, skew yeah. whiffiness is a yeah, thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I've read it. Yeah. So um, yeah, like you know, there's still ups and downs in this week. If you didn't happen to have one of the in-season tournament teams, you're probably getting to your third day of this week um, and you've, you're not going to be able to fit everyone on. I'm luckily in positions where I've, I've modified my, my team so that I've got guys playing. And when the big day hits with the non-in-season fantasy tournament playoff teams play, I just I feel my slots perfectly. So long story, very short, a nice week for me where I'm just looking at like it's going to be a nice comparison week for me where I can line my team up against others. Everything's kind of settled now and I can go, yep, oh, I'm, I still suck at rebounds. Like even when I'm looking at this, there's no excuses. Everyone's fairly healthy across the league at the moment. My team just suck at rebounds, time to punt. Like I'm getting rid of Valanciunas. I don't need him. He, you know, he, he, the stats that he's giving me aren't going to really necessarily help my team. How am I going to make a trade? Anyway, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I actually think it's a really good point to make because when I've been looking at it this week and I saw how close it was, and I'm actually going at the end of this week because of this exercise, we're in one of my Yahoo leagues. I managed, I couldn't get on and move it. Like it was just happening before, and I was like, "Why can't I get?" I finally got back from my desktop to my mobile, and I missed like the cutoff by seconds, and it sucked. I couldn't move. So I look at it straight away, and I'm still funnily enough competitive because I had Bruce Brown active, but old mate had. Jalen Brown and a couple of other blokes. So when you're talking about apples for our apples approach, the interesting thing for me was you see the the anomalies statistically numbers wise stand out. Like Jason Tatum has been an 853 point a free throw shooter for his past two seasons. Like like generally the guy is very good at free throws. This year he's sub 800. Today in matchup, not good. Four from seven. It was his lowest volume. It was his lowest percentage on volume for the entire year today. And as the only player in one of my leagues where I'm very strong in free throw percentage, usually I'm sitting at 571. And that's something that I'm not used to seeing. Whereas my opponent, who's actually not really that good, but today, Buddy Hill missed one. And he had four games. So I'm actually playing against uh, my best mate, Nate. Um, G'day, Nate. You'll meet Nate up in Brisbane soon enough. Love and Rockers potentially. Who knows? On the cards. Um, <laughs> he's had he's had today Drew Holiday play, Buddy Heald, Valentunis, and Malik Monk. Tomorrow, he's only got Nurk lined up. Now, I just, I've got Emmanuel quickly, and I picked up Eric Gordon this afternoon just to probably try and give me some assists and, and a smattering. But the funny thing was, I was only down some like only in a few cats. 
but it's it's something you got to look at when it comes to these weeks. And when you say it's an apples for apples, let's get to it with our game preview and find out where we can get some some kumquats, some juicy juicy nectarines, or some peaches of some statistics in there tomorrow. Yeah, let's get into let's get look let's get into some summer fruits. Everyone in America is like, what the fuck are they talking about apricots? No, yeah. it's summer. And it's a juicy, juicy mango season, and they are delicious. Let's get into the Knicks and the Bucks tomorrow. Um, I took the Knicks in my – I might fuck the East up, but I think my West is going to be spot on for the narrative. We've got the Knicks. We've got the Bucks. Mally, who are we looking at in these teams? Um, well, with the fact that Bill's obviously still not back and um, Eric Gordon couldn't play in the back-to-back because Oh, let's go to the Knicks. Let's go to the Knicks Bucks first. Let's go to the Knicks Bucks. Let's go to the, let's go to the first uh, one Knicks to roll Bucks, out. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go to the East the one. Um, or look, jumping the Phoenix Sun. Yeah, I mean, I know that in some leagues, um, I'm trying to think who's going to be. See, that it's hard with teams like, the Knicks, because they've got some depth, but they're not going to play a lot of these guys tomorrow in what essentially is a playoff game. You know, like they're going to really stick with their tight unit. So it's a really hard day for streaming when I think, especially because you're only got a limited amount of pickups this week, there's no one that jumps to my mind that's probably worth taking the plunge. How about yourself? Is there anyone that you think is worth uh, expending a waiver pickup on? Yeah, 100% Emmanuel quickly. Now, he has gone down, and this is, I think, the thing, interesting thing. I picked up the other day, I was giving some shit talk on Emmanuel quickly, but not for disrespecting Emmanuel quickly, but I said Kobe White was less rostered percentage-wise in Yahoo leagues than Emmanuel Nesquickly. Um, so Nesquick was 66% and 65% was Kobe White. Now, funnily enough, that's dropped down. So people have been making some tactical changes, obviously rolling into the first games of the week and the Monday in the States, hitting those up and just dropping quickly out. Now, he might not have cleared waivers in those leagues, but he's still available. And now he's gone down. So he's actually available in like 63% of Yahoo leagues, which tells me Emmanuel quickly, who has been very serviceable lately, his efficiency is going to come down, but he's going to give you some points, some threes. He might get you a steal. He might get you an assist. He's not going to turn the ball over a lot. He's got a very good free throw percentage. I'm someone who has him rolling out there tomorrow. That's what I'm hoping you get some of that free throw percentage back that Tatum cost me today. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking for a jack-of-all-trades guy like Josh Hart. He can get me some points. He can get me some rebounds. He's been a little bit more consistent lately. I think he's the guy that I'll be looking at as well for the for them. But again, as you said, they run a tight ship. Bobby Portis, though, I picked him up early in the week, saving him um, for yeah. one. I roll in Portis, Beasley. Malik Beasley has been a, like a flamethrower lately. So I'm looking probably yeah. for Beasley. Dante DiVincenzo. Can we say revenge game? Yeah, he, I mean he's been—he's only been getting that twenty minutes, and whether he'll get that tomorrow um, is pretty questionable. But you're right; like he can go off. So at least you're picking him up in the hope that he's going to play well. You don't need to save your waiver pickup for the following day for the Wednesday because you're probably going to be stacked anyway. And I think yeah. I like your idea of picking up a guy who's going to. Um, give you some statistics across the board, especially in your situation where you're kind of being fisted by a mate who's got four dudes on today and a, a guy on tomorrow where you've managed to squeak one fella in. You probably really need somebody to at least get you off the mark, you know, even if it's a guy mm. who's just getting you a couple of rebounds, a couple of assists, 
Um, not going to affect your percentages too much. Why not? Like keep you in the hunt because you hate to get to the end of the week and lose by two rebounds. And so I've just had a look and how it shapes out, funnily enough, against him on <laughs> Wednesday. That's my only time that I can make back up. So I could actually just reset my lineup. I've got Franz Wagner, Damien, uh, da- uh, not Damien. God knows I don't know him. I want Donovan Mitchell, Cam Johnson uh, currently to roll into my lineup. And I can pretty much almost fill my lineup. He's going to listen to this. I just know the bastard's going to listen to this and then I'm going to fuck this up. So I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be dropping Gordon out. I'm... I'm going to drop Gordon just to try and get as much plug and play as I can in that with the Thursday game. So this is where it shakes out today. You, we've got the Thursday games coming up. So the guys who play tomorrow and get through go into the Thursday games. Those guys on the Thursday games go into the, 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 the winner goes obviously into the final, which doesn't count anyway. So we've basically got no fantasy basketball for these days. It's like an all glorified all-star weekend in, in many respects. Now, when you're looking at that in the schedule, You've got 11. So do you have any availability on Wednesday? That's the position you fill. Burn and turn straight away. And you can get some value out of those guys. I think that's the key there, Maddie. The other thing is we've got to look at on the Friday, this 26 NBA teams playing. It's almost like all but the two teams who lost out on the Thursday. They just like, you guys get a day off. Fuck it. You're out. Just you played well. Good on you. You have a rest day the next day. Go and watch some basketball. All the other teams, apart from the two playing in the final in Vegas, they get to play. And I'm, I'm assuming a lot of these players are going to converge and be, I can just see a lot of guys jumping on planes on very early on the weekend morning to make it there, to watch this game in Vegas for a bit of a cheeky yeah. one night one with no games on the Sunday. It's going to be a little bit of a hot yeah. spot, I feel. But I think that's where we're going to look for the Bucks. Uh, what are we looking at? Like Nick's wise, as I said, Josh Hart, Dante. Look, if you need some peripheral stats, I guess the only guy who's in the lineup of the Knicks starting is, is Quentin Grimes. I don't think that is the best choice of the bunch though. But the Lakers and the Suns, I think these are the more fun options for the day in the afternoon. I think this is what we're looking yeah. at. Uh, Suns. Now, now I'm on the right game. I'm, I have there you my Grayson Allen still playing for the Bucks, apparently. Uh, so I'm putting him back on the Suns for, for a treat for him and for everyone else. Please. Um, I, I was just saying before that, he, you know, we still does, we don't have Beal. Eric Gordon's in a position. He's, he's a questionable tag. I'm not terribly worried about that. I don't think they were holding him out of the back-to-back precautionarily. I'd say he was actually injured, it seems mm. like, from his tag. So he might be out. But you know that B- Bill's not going to play. There's no questionable tag with him. He's just straight on out. So I think Grayson Allen's your man. Grayson Allen's also, uh, even though I don't like the guy, he plays with a bit of grit and he lives yeah. for these kind of games. Like, he likes to go ham. Um, so, I mean, putting in that into account, I think he's a pickup. The only one on the other side of the court that I thought could be a pickup is Cam Reddish. Yep. He usually doesn't do anything besides get steals. And in his last game, he didn't get any steals, but then he decided to score. So I guess that's um, a little bit upside for him too, knowing that if you're picking him up to stream steals, that at least on the game that he forgot how to steal a ball or didn't get an opportunity, he could do something else. He could at least score and put up double double digit um, uh, points. And his game on the November the 10th against the Phoenix Suns was actually a bit of a breakout for Cam. He went 500 from the field, uh, five from 10 shooting, two from two from the line, five, three, 17 points, three rebounds. But it was the three steals which really helped to ice that win for the Lakers as well. So Cam does show out. They will roll him out. Look, I think Vando was eased back into the action. So they're still going to be looking to Cam, who funnily enough sized up. Like We're going to say, I mean, who stops KD? 
Like, let's not fuck around. Katie is an exceptional basketball. He's very, very good at the game of basketball. Kevin Durant is very good. So stopping him is almost like an oxymoron because you really can't. You can kind of slow him down or make it probably more difficult. Difficult. It's difficult for Kevin Durant to score. And I use those terms very loosely. But Cam is the guy they rolled out there for some size because then the shit talk from the preseason was when they had Austin Reeves on Kevin Durant, he turns to the Lakers bench and goes, you're going to have him guard me? And the answer is no. They're going to roll out someone with some size, some length, and some height who's going to absolutely harass the bloke. And that's Cam Reddish. That's Rui Hachimura. That is Christian Wood, who was a very serviceable and switch. They put Christian Wood on KD a lot as well last game. And he was somewhat dependable in, in phases. But again, you're playing against Kevin Durant. I think those are the guys you look to. You're definitely looking for Cam. You're definitely looking for, for Rui. You're definitely look Max Christie, I think, will get cooked by book in this one. But he will be starting most likely. Yeah, But it seems to be coalescing at times for the Lakers. It's like a great game, bad game. We don't know. But I'd be looking for those guys. But I think he hit the nail on the head. Grayson Allen, I said this to Maddie last night, and I don't know why I doubled down. I didn't double down on myself. I think Grayson Allen was the pickup just with Gordon being, but I went with Gordon's more rounded game because I think he could start it more easily beside Booker. I think he's probably more capable of knocking down those shots with the maturity and the level playing head of these moments in a mature player. Or if they run him with the injury off the bench to limit his minutes, he's going to have command of a second unit there for Phoenix and probably give you a return as well. So I think those are pretty much the guys you want to you get in on. And then the NBA is your proverbial oyster the next day because there's 22 teams playing. It's it's a jack of all trades. Who, who do you need? Like, what do you what do you want? Oh, I need some threes? Cool. Find the best available guy on your wire because there's got 22 teams of options to pick from because four teams are out. So I think that's the one. But that does bring me to something interesting. We're going to talk about the hot guys. And each week we like to do a bit of a buy, you know, a bit of a, a buy low, sell high. Let's start with the hot guy. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Ooh, spicy. Mm. Spicy, spicy, spicy fantasy manager. Who do you think is hot and you should sell high on? It's going to be a little bit of a bull's theme today from me, but um, you've already mentioned him before. You've, you've, you've um, spoken him into existence. It's Kobe White. And all I've written next to his name here on my little notes is no, he's not no, him. I disagree. As the he kids would say. No, he's him. He is he's him. him. Right. Well, well, let's let's just have a look. So this is what I've got so far. We're just looking oh, at his okay. statistics from the season compared to the last seven days. We know that um, the, what he's been able to do, he's been able to do um, without Levine. Um, yep. He knows, and a quick little shout out, because I'm going to bring him into the picture pretty soon. Um, Vooch hasn't been playing terribly well. Uh, he, there was a game where he didn't have um, DeMar DeRozan out there on the court with him, and he went nuts. So having a look at um, his his numbers here, and mind you too, I'm not saying that this is a like get rid of Kobe White because he's about to fall off the planet. Uh, this is me saying that if you don't need him right now or you think you can get a little sneaky bit of value out of him, now might be the time. So looking at his season stats, He's a 33-minute player. Over the last seven days, he's at 38. So there's an extra five minutes to start with. So you'd hope that in five minutes, he's going to do more. His field goal percentage for the season is a 427. Over the last seven days, it's a 490. In uh, free throw percentage, he's a very serviceable uh, 846. 
But over the last week is a 909. He's apparently, yeah, um, Dame Lillard this week. He's Again, always sticking with the Dame Lillard theme and a bit of a bit, a little, little bit of curry. He's a, a 2.9, three-point um, shooter, which is pretty good. I'd yep. say, you know, you'd be pretty happy with that if you're, if you're not punting um, that category. He's, he's hit five uh, on average over his last seven days. Assists are up one, which is probably not too too much to talk about. Steals are much the same. Blocks, he doesn't really do it, but they're much the same. Turnovers have stayed the same, but from 15 points to 24.3. So I don't think that the Kobe White we've seen over the last day, seven days is the true Kobe White, or maybe it is the true Kobe White, but unfortunately it's the unleashed Kobe White that with Levine back, with DeMar back, for the time being, he's a sell high. And then maybe when all the trade stuff happens, obviously in a perfect world, they get rid of DeMar, they get rid of um, Levine and nobody comes back. They just like mm-hmm. get, uh, I don't know, uh, like a little box of Capri favorites and like an IOU. And then Kobe, Kobe White's like a top 30 guy. But yeah, tell me why I'm wrong. We don't disagree very often. No, we do. We do. We do disagree. We disagree at least once a week. I think I disagree because I, disagree I think that we disagree. A, I disagree that we just. I f- just disagree, beautiful <laughs> bastard. Look, I dis. I disagree on this one. I think there is more sustained value long term. I don't disagree that it's a possible sell high because someone's out there looking at what Kobe White has put up. And I know I've been like I've been espousing the goodness of Kobe White, like or like I think I tagged like half of the fantasy community who I know the other day, like can we please get this guy up? In fact, I haven't checked my latest sheet because I was doing the daily experiment. Have, have I helped at all to change someone to get Kobe White up percentages on Yahoo? And I have. He's gone up three percent. So my my victory will be when this guy is off wires in at least 80 percent of leagues. I'll feel vindication. Because for me, what he is offering right now without those injuries is the Chicago Bulls are lining up for a fire sale. I do not think that I've heard this much talk around the Bulls and what's going to happen there. Now, what they get back, that is completely up in the air. Like I'm even hearing talks of like the expiring contract of DeMar DeRozan and somehow some Rob Palenka magic and DeMar finally ends up in that parallel universe where he ended up a Laker instead of them getting, I think if that trade actually happened, I might just lose my little fantasy brain that if DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso get packaged together and end up on the Lakers, the only, the most movable contract in this situation we all know is the D'Lo is the D'Angelo Russell contract was a, is it was a trade friendly contract to be, to be made that way. So if that happens and D'Lo goes to Chicago, well, Kobe White takes a hit immediately. Like they both play the same position. And I think that's where we then receive, you're going to run all out Kobe White and D'Angelo Russell as your backcourt. But this is where I'm saying. You might might not have an option with this team. Like, are you going to be like, oh, that's all right. Come and mentor Kobe and and give Desumu some minutes because we're just going to tank and try and get a pick. I, I don't know what the end game is for Chicago. I just know that they're not a great basketball organization right now. But I also think that they're so not good at the whole thing right now. Like, I just think organizationally, it just seems like a limbo. I can actually see a world where we talk about this for two months and then the trade deadline comes and goes and nothing happens because no one's touching Zach Levine. So this, again, brings back to the point of Kobe White. He has been doing this. If Levine gets injured or he's unhappy and he's, it's, 
injured and he has to rest down the stretch and they're tanking and he's unhappy, they want to find a suitor, they might showcase him. But Kobe is still starting to shine. And in fact, if you look back through his numbers, apart from two average games um, back on the 15th and 17th of November, where he scored five and four points respectively, he's averaged in double-digit assists and over five assists, sorry, double-digit points, actually over 10 points a game with more than four threes in every single game bar one in the last round. So I think this is somewhat sustainable for Kobe. I do think there is a 14 to 22-point threshold, maybe 16 points a game, maybe three or four rebounds a game, maybe four or five assists a game. He's getting a steal a game as well on average. And I think that can actually hold. And the more the ball isn't in his hand, I think the turnovers could dip slightly, maybe one a game. But that's a serviceable yeah. guy you want on your roster in the minutes that he's going to be provided, especially if his efficiencies, which has, you know, it can flirt. But I've also seen Kobe White explode on the back end of seasons before for sustained periods of time. And I said this, I said this in a pod about a month ago. I've talked about Kobe White for way too fucking long. So we're going to move it on after this one. But for me, he's a guy that the curse of Kobe is the second you drop him, the next owner to get him, it's like good luck, Chuck. You know that movie with Dane Cook years ago where he was the guy that the girls would bang and then they'd find their, their future husband? Good, thank you. I feel, like, I feel like Kobe White for me has always been one of my good luck Chucks. The second that I, I have him and I throw him away, he then finds the manager that he's going to marry for the rest of the season and then average 20 fucking points. Like just 100%. Now Sticking with the good luck Chuck reference, I think he's going to be Dane Cook and uh, and only ever get this one contract and he's never going to be in a movie or a basketball court again. Um, so, so reading between the lines, what you've essentially said to our audience is that Kobe White is the best bull since Michael Jordan. Oh, since Artis Gilmore. Let it further let back. It for artists, since Artis. Let it be on the record that I believe he is the greatest Chicago Bulls since yeah. Artis Gilmore way back in the yeah. day. No, look, I, I I do think you're right on, though. Someone's going to be gagging for that kind of value for him. And I think if you're in a league, especially in a 10-man league, someone's going to be probably really chasing what he's doing, especially if he puts together a couple more games. And I think you could definitely use that as a lure to get yourself someone of substance and a really quality, like top, th- like maybe a second, third round guy. You could probably cobble something pretty interesting together. Even a fourth round dude who's sustainable. And I think that's that one. Um, I think my sell high uh, right now has to be Cole Anthony. Stick it on the point guards. I think we're going to do one each for the night. And mine's another point guard. It's Cole Anthony. Uh, he's 36% rostered over in ESPN leagues. And when you say like, what do you mean sell high? He's on He's on my waiver wire. He's not that interested. Yeah, but... Although he's having one of the seasons where he's done really well, his last little stretch has also been without Markel Fultz. So he's had to play a lot more. Now, apart from the game the other day where in 17 minutes, he was just basically dreadful. Four points, one rebound, two assists, two steals is nice in the block. But the blocks are coming along for Cole Anthony. So people are going to see the most recent stat sheet. He's been averaging a block a game for the past five, averaging a steal a game, averaging at least like four assists, averaging five rebounds almost a game. He's putting together like a very good run here on very decent for the most part efficiencies. He's been plus 500 now in one, two, three, four, five of his last seven for Cole Anthony, which is a bit of attractive when you look at it over the course of seven games because that's like a two-week sample size almost for some players. And I think Cole Anthony flirting around this value is someone who you want to put into a package with someone else to get a really decent player back right now. But I think you could definitely sell high on him. 
He was playing well, though, with Markel Fultz out. But sooner or later, something's got to give in this team. We've got Wendell Carter Jr. coming back as well. You know, so there is these opportunities for players and starters in the organization, Markel and, and WCJ to come back. And I think that will just slowly take it off. If you look back to the beginning of the season where he was on between the 18, 12, and 10, 14, he didn't hit a 20-point game outside his first game of the season with 20 points, eight rebounds. He didn't hit 20 points again until 10 games later and the 22nd of November against Denver. And then he put that string together now since then, and the assists were up like in that game. Like He's had a couple of blinders. But I just think it's the window now to get rid of him before Fultz comes back. And this is where you want to maximize what he's shown over a sustained period of time. So Cole Anthony is my sell high. And I think he is a nice piece to add with something else. It's a two-for-one situation. Who can you package with Cole? Get back a really good player. Can you get a good player enough to service what you're needing and, and make gains on your waiver wire? And I would probably think that you could right now, Mally. I wonder as a... Um... I am not one, but I wonder as a, an Orlando Magic fan, whether you're terribly much looking forward to Fultz and to Wendell Carter Jr. coming back only because they've been so hot like this. Yep. The group that they're playing at the moment is playing fire. And yep. I I worry that they put one of these guys back in the lineup, which they will do. Like, let's not, yep. let's not kid ourselves. It's not like yep. the team that they got now is the team they're going to stick with when these two guys are back. But I really hope that their momentum doesn't dip when they do because that must be bad for morale. Yeah. Anyway, I, look, I think I th- the way they just seem to be coalescing as a as a guy, mm-hmm. as a unit, just seems to be fun. Like they're on the bench for each other every night. They've just supported each other. Wendell Carter Jr. came back even in his cast so soon. He goes, I just wanted to be with my teammates. Like I just actually think there's something really good happening in the Orlando Magic organization right now with this young core and it's exciting to watch. And I just think they're actually lifting each other up. You know what I mean? I actually just think they're legitimately lifting each other up. It's going well. And I like what I'm seeing for it. So I just think there's now, though, you can definitely squeeze him in with someone and get some return back. And I think if that's our sell high, we've got to talk about our buy low. Who's, who's low on your radar right now you think you might be able to get some 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 bank back for? Now, I'm surprised because this guy is so low and so cold that he must be rubbing shoulders with uh, one Saint Nick at the moment. Um, <laughs> he is chilly. He's frosty. He's Nikola Vucevic. He, in his last five games, four of the five, he hasn't been able to muster a double-digit scoring night. He hasn't been able to, uh, to muster a double-digit uh, rebound night either. He's stolen my Vooch pick. In- yeah, oh, mate. Let's share it together. Let's in the spirit of Christmas. Let, you know what? It's a it's we'll a it, it's a week later. If the win, if the door was if the window was cracked before Mally, tell us why now that the fire brigade has come down and put <laughs> and put the put the big ram through it right now and said welcome. Because I'm trying because I'm trying to get him off people in in uh in various leagues now. So obviously, you know the 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 door's wide open enough for me to be throwing anything old thing at him, and because. I believe, like most of these bylaw candidates are and should be, that this isn't the real Nikola Vucevic. We've talked at large. We don't need to go back into it again about the shit show that is um, the Chicago Bulls at the moment. But the dude's a security blanket. Like, he has been, I mean, one of one of my first throw, a throwback statement to write in the early Insight Fantasy Sports days was me saying that... Um, 
Mikola Vucevic is the oh, I can't remember what car I compared him to. Just Did you not that say that he was the best Chicago Bulls since Michael Jordan? Was was that was that not what you said? Or since Artis Gilmore? You got, me, you, you got me back there. Yeah, yeah. Let let the let it be known that that is my let, exact. Let the thoughts. record show that Matthew Malley is a very, very, yeah. very loyal Nikola Vucevic that, fan. That's what I said. I said he was the Toyota Camry. He's not sexy. He, he but mate, he just goes forever. You know what you're getting every time you are. Uh, I was going to say you get into the bloke, but now we're going down another dark path. But so we've got to got to get ourselves out of the gutter. I think the, cap, I, think I, think the I think the cap servicing price on Vooch is done. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, he's running the tread off the tires. But yeah, he's a he's a mid sixties dude, which he hasn't been over the last five games, and then he kind of came back in his fourth of his five terrible games and things look good. And then he, and then he fell apart again. So, I mean, again, looking at his numbers here, his field goal percentage, he's down nearly 0.5 of a percent. He's um, free throws are somehow exactly the same. He's, he's down in his three pointers only just, he's down two uh, rebounds He's down. Um, oh no, he's actually up an assist. There you go. Um, but he, a little bit. he's his points are down as well. Like he's just. I mean, he's not. Uh, he's not a really high usage dude on that team because he can't be. Um, especially with the way that Kobe's playing now, he's probably what their fourth offensive option. Yeah, fourth yeah. Offens- offensive option. Pretty so um, yeah, I I just think I don't know what you want to throw at a guy. Uh, an owner of um, Nikola Vucevic, and I don't know whether you'll be able to get them out because he is just like um, Tobias Harris. He's just like a a guy who can shoot well from everywhere for a big guy, at least um, that he can get a three, three. He can rebound. He's a double double guy who who's not really impacting him negatively anywhere. You know, he's at a steal and he's at a block, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's worth, especially in this little down down period of his, to have a stab. What do you reckon? No, look, I, I do. I think this is the time. And look, people go, if this is, whenever we're talking about these buy low guys, you need to be, I, I guess, and this is fantasy basketball. I'm not trying to um and ah here and buy time to find my words. I'm just trying to put it in the best way that we can see it. All right. I go, I went out and bought a brand new pair of shoes. I went out and got the brand new. I got the newest LeBrons. I, I, I got them. I paid the two hundred and eighty dollars. It's like the flat price for your premium basketball shoe, right? You, you pay your two eighty. But maybe in a month's time or two months' time, if my size is available, I can get them thirty percent off. Rarely happens. Like usually, this excluded from discount. You know what I mean? Like the excluded from discount thing, right? So in two or three months' time, Boxing Day sales right? Go to buy these LeBron shoes. I'm like, hey, look, I'll take them. And they're like, uh, they're $280. Thank you, sir. And I'm like, oh, aren't they on, aren't they on that 30% off sale thing? They're like, oh, no, no, no. These ones are excluded. When you put a high pick on a player in fantasy, it's automatically seen as that's the pair of basketball shoes that are excluded from sale. You know what I mean? And that's what Vooch is for many people. Because you've taken him in like the maybe the fourth round or your fifth round, you kind of like have this line in the sand, like I don't like to trade anyone apart from on par value right here. But the point is that the guy is not returning that value right now and far from it. And so this is why we talk buy low because if the owner is like giving up on this, and be like, oh, fuck, I've got to make a move. I've got to make a move. So maybe you can get him 
for someone and a Cole Anthony type in a two-for-one trade and make something back and find someone on your waiver wire to glean it back. But I think for me, that's what it is, Mally. I think it really much is like a thing where people don't want to discount their own value heavily because they put so much into it and they want it for the price that they pay for it. Like they want that fourth round price that they invested in it. But I think as managers, you've got to be reflexive, as you said in it early on, and you've got to be like, okay, well, that's not going to work out. Where do I go from here? And I think that's right now where you could get away with buy lows and some guys. And that's why we talk about them. Like, and my other one is another center. And it's someone who I've actually thought about, maybe I let him go. The omelet. And we all know that I love the omelet. And Nyeka Rakongwu. It hasn't happened. And I haven't. No, that's eggs, Benny. The different different egg buy product. Um, a lot of egg boys. The Lord of Egg Boys. If I, my my goal by the end of the season is to somehow get the Egg Boys onto one basketball team. It's my yeah. egg stack. Um, look, yeah. I'm just. I want he he flashes him. He comes back on. I look at his minutes for the last few games. So, so I bought this up as the sample size. Is 27, 28, 21, 27, 24, 25, 22. And there's this sample where he's out there. What I love about him is that he can hit free throws. Apart from his last game, he wasn't that great. He, Missed one the other week as well. But the guy is coming out there and he's getting little splats. But what I wanted from him initially was the block numbers, and they haven't been there consistently. The steals haven't been there. The rebounds are good. A little bit of playmaking is good. But he's kind of got in, like getting the value that I picked him up at. Like I think I picked him up in the seventh or the eighth. Actually, I can tell you where in one league I picked him up. Here we go. I can't wait. Kong, here we go. There's a lot of lot of OKs in this one. Uh, I picked him up. History. I picked him up in the seventh round, the sixth pick, seventy eighth overall. I thought, you know what, this could be it. It just hasn't happened. So for me, I'm. I've, this is. Do I let my basketball shoes go? Like, I think I'm going to have to give him for a discount, and he's not excluded anymore. And I'm literally looking at a Kongwu now, going like, it's not going to happen yet. The only thing that's going to happen is that trade that we wanted or we thought was happening in the preseason with Clint Capella. But it just hasn't popped off, and that's what we need to see. We just need to see him there. Like he's, he's, it's, he's invisible on the court at times. He's just there, and he hasn't found the role that he needs to. So just looking back on there, I'm, I'm, I'm having him. I'm holding him, but it's just like I'm about to let the, the like the go. It's like you know what? Yeah, you can have the thirty percent off. You know the guy at the till who's like, you know what? Yeah, all right, mate. I'll give him. I'll give him to you for thirty off. Why not? Don't tell my manager. Start I think that's count. what I'm looking at for it. Yeah, start this count. Sorry. You, I think that's what I'm looking for. You've touched, on, you've touched on something really interesting there, which I think is a real a trope that um we as fantasy basketball players get into, which is this captain must go down with the ship mentality. You know, like I took this guy at 50, and I know that he hasn't been in the top 100 yet, but he is a 50th best player. Because I remember last year season, he was 49th ranked. And, and if no one, if if you're trying to trade me someone who's ranked 68th, then don't come near me because I'm only going to trade him for someone of equal value to what I, I picked him up for. And we do. I know that I get like that at times as well too. Yeah. But yeah, you, you go to do trades with people and they're like, no, no, this... No, I'm not letting him go for that. This is the, he's a top 50 guy. And you're like, yeah, but when? Like he hasn't and been this, this season. 
He hasn't been this season. And look, I took him then because I knew he was moving in a lot of rosters. I knew he was getting snapped up. So I had to be like, I'm going to probably jump around or two early because he showed out in the preseason and preseason hype drives up prices. Like we know it drives up where people take guys. And I've been in enough draft rooms to know where he was going. He was going anywhere between 75 to 90 and he wasn't probably going to slip from around that value. I could have taken someone else. I didn't. And I'm stuck with him until he improves or something happens. But the first trade deadline is coming up in December where people can start to move on their contracts and that opens up that first window slightly. That's coming up. That, mm-hmm. That's on us very, very soon in the NBA. So what are we looking at there? Okay, cool. Does it happen straight away? Probably not. If it doesn't happen at the deadline or Clint Capella doesn't like hurt himself and like there's no roadmap there for it. And it's like, like you said there, like people start bringing up to use this, 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 and he shows us this, this, this respect if the guy's still listening because I had this guy with a guy from OKC and I'm like, I don't think that Jalen Williams is going to be as good this season as he was in that stretch last season. I like Jay Will, love J-Dub, like amazing. I just don't see it and it hasn't panned out this season. Now, I'm not saying I'm right because the thing is I expect him actually to be a lot better than what he is now. But when we attach ourselves as fantasy managers, like we're so settling, this guy's going to do this. I know this guy. Well, kiss your season goodbye. You've got to be reflexive. You've got to be on the able to make a move. And if you don't, well, you're cooked. And that's where you need mm. to just let those guys go at a point, put them in a trade, put them in a package, make it happen, make your moves. Just like you would if you're on bonus bank, Matty. It's Australia's best side hustle. It's Australia's number one match betting site. See, fantasy, it's risky. But bonus bank, yeah, it's low risk, very little risk. They teach you how to use the best match betting on websites through their enhanced tools and tutorials. If you can find some profit in out there on your websites from all your bank getting, if you've got the sports book, if you've got this book, if you've got that book, they find you the best way to use match betting to make a profit. Your first 75 bucks is free. It's less than $2 a day for a premium subscription for these blokes. And what's better, if you use the promo code INSIGHT, you'll get 25% off your first month for any premium subscription with Bonus Bank. Make sure you're checking out, log in, get your account, get Insight on there, and also use Insight 15 for these blokes. Standard Squeeze, of course, big sponsors. I know that you love them. You're repping it right there, Maddie. Look at that. Christmas time. Perfect Christmas gifts to the Standard Squeeze. Dance. Mate, get onto those ones. Mally, love your work, mate. You can check him out at live underscore my underscore fantasy. You cannot type his name randomly. You have to do all of the underscores for it to appear. It's a pain in the ass every time I want to tweet him anything, but he is worth it with those good looks and the mustache. And so is giving us a like and a review and all of the things right here on Insight NBA. Take care, everyone. Peace out.